We are ready. We are? Yes. Okay. America is ready. Ready to finally have the Bean Dad discourse. We're here to hash it out today. Now, uh, the Bean Dad discourse, uh, um, is this like when 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 a, 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 a man bean and a lady bean love each other very much? <laughs> take a, a little little bit of his beaniness and he, he puts it inside her her yes. her yeah okay okay yes good is- <laughs> I did thank you for stopping me you could have done it a little sooner it's not the I easiest thing to do we, we here on the podcast are not ready to have the bean dad discourse it was big news I can't believe you missed it I, I don't know what's going on any any of the time a fellow on Twitter, he he told a story about how he wouldn't open a can of beans for his child, and then people on Twitter got super mad and called oh, child protective I, I do services. This. Apparently, they thought that perhaps his child was a starving cartoon hobo <laughs> whose only food was beans in a can. Yeah, that's, I really, that, I, he should get in trouble for that. <laughs> you should be giving, giving your daughter a can of beans for dinner. A bad storyteller instead of a bad father. <laughs> they say show, not tell. He should have just posted photos of his child struggling to open a can of beans. A picture's worth a thousand words, and that's like what four four thousand tweets. I think they still put a limit on tweets, right? Elon Musk hasn't ruined yeah. that yet. Yeah, and if you want to do any more, you got to buy a re- replacement pack of tweets. Your first taste is free, but then yeah. it'll cost. That's what they should do. Holy hell. If you had to pay for every tweet, think of all the tweets that people get canceled for just because back up until like 2010 humor on the internet was just like uh, I like it to touch a pee pee on the baby and everyone was like Michael Ian Black you are the living end <laughs> people wouldn't be so prone to just say dumb shit on the internet if they if you had to pay a small service fee for each time you tweeted mm-hmm. I'm saying this is a joke just to be clear, I do not think that this will be a good thing when it eventually does happen. It will happen. It's to on the, its way. You will have you will every tweet will be an NFT and you will have to pay to mint them. I did see where a guy uh paid like six point nine million dollars for the NFT of a tweet, and now it's the headline said he has lost almost six point nine million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this is just one of those where I guess it was a bad investment and not where someone ran away with exactly $6.9 million of his money. I almost said billion. Could you could you imagine if somebody did that? Like if there was a billionaire and they just tricked him into <laughs> just filling a sack. Or I guess at that point it would be a truck or something. A long train with coal cars full of golden coins. And then they go, okay, I'm just going to take this train and I'll be right back with your NFT. (laughs) Choo, choo. 
No, I I, I would get them to uh, give it to me in a check and then just uh, put the check on the wall. Don't cash it. Just put. <laughs> yeah, a, a big, big old check is itself kind of like an NFT. And I would sign it and and just put it up on the wall, but not cash it. Just take a picture of it and post it on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Someone immediately just uses the routing number <laughs> to buy a bunch of Walmart. No, I'm going to be smarter cards. than that. It, I, I think that this is a an idea like a like a guy who has his own security company should mm-hmm. be like if you want to if you think that you can break in and get my billion dollar check by all means try. <laughs> He's just like. He's well past his home aloneing days, but he wants to continue to, to to kill drifters and traps in his home. Oh, so this is like a thing where he uh, he just has the money in his house, and then he's he lives in Texas or something where he can shoot people that come on <laughs> yeah, his property. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they aren't That's clever what... traps. They're all guns. It's just a gun trap followed by gun trap. Is there? Do they have Castle Doctrine in Chicago, where Home Alone takes place? The first Home Alone, or for that matter, in New York City, the setting of Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I'm not not completely familiar. I'm not sure. You know, now that I think about it, it was not Kevin's property. He was not protecting his own property. He was just. Luring two burglars into a <laughs> death trap. I'm probably the first person to ever think of this. Well, he did ask them if they would had enough or if they were thirsty for more. So he did have consent. <laughs> there, that that forms a, a a verbal agreement that they continue to try to come into the house. And let's make this a T-shirt. It's a picture of Kevin, and he's uh, he's at the top of a staircase with a BB gun slung over his shoulder. And it says, have you guys had enough or are you thirsty for more? And then at the bottom of the shirt, it says consent is everything. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, in, in all honesty, one of my ideas for a new podcast this week, uh, goes right along with this topic of conversation. Okay. And uh, it's called uh, "Things That Go Clump in the Night." Okay, okay. And and it'd be a podcast about uh, films that are ostensibly comedies, but that have imagery that children can find frightening, such as uh, Daniel Stern's foot going down over a nail. Oh, oh, yes. And uh, uh, but but the inspiration of course things that go clump in the night is the the body horror that is buddy love and the nutty professor <laughs> as a small child you were like that could happen to oh, me oh god yeah it was scary oh, i mean it, oh. it is pretty much just a i mean it's a monster movie it's dr jekyll and mr hyde but it's comedy you know i was i was thinking about the fact that the hulk is just dr jekyll as well mm-hmm and I, so I and, guess that, like, it, 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 it grew when I was growing up, it was the comedies that had all this weird horror stuff in it that I still got exposed to. Now it would all be superhero movies. Kids, like, it, it, 
if all these superhero movies were out when I was a kid, I'd be terrified of them. Mm hmm. You'd be like, my God, what if I was cursed to do Joss Whedon banter my entire (laughs) life? That's the thing they don't tell you about the Avengers is that they're all suffering from a terrible curse that a TV genie put on them to all talk like to all talk like that to each other. Well, while they're in the, the horrors of war. To a degree that is unforetold in the history of the universe. There's a purple man who is trying to do super genocide. <laughs> I, upon rewatching those films recently, I, I did have the thought that it's very funny that uh, Captain Marvel, who just basically has the powers of God, like just like everything power, mm-hmm. isn't there. And then they're like, well, we address that. And the way that they address that is that they show her calling in on a hologram. And she says pretty shittily to the other characters, uh, what's happening on Earth is happening everywhere. Okay, I'm cleaning up a lot of messes, which is funny because, while that does kind of make you go, well, you know, you think like Earth or humans are special or whatever, but. It also implies that Earth is very special and superheroes only come from America, I guess. <laughs> so one of them had to go fix all the other messes in the universe. <laughs> and and that's that's about how I, I think about God. Like, I, you know, he'll probably show up and be like, so what's been going on? I went, went to get cigarettes. Five thousand years ago, but here I am. <laughs> I'm back. I heard that you. I saw you, you guys on the TV. Want to do one of those blood sacrifices? Uh... He, he shows back up, and he's like, "Now where was I? Ah, yes, blood sacrifices." <laughs> have you guys been doing those, or are we gonna have to? You know, I had a whole lot of other planets to get to. I, you know, I'm the god everywhere. Like, everybody wants a piece of me. Can't tie me down for long. Hey, Rolling so, uh, Stone gathers no moss. I sent my son here. I, how'd that work out? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's Jesus was kind of the original undercover boss, if you think about it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and now, now I understand the success of that show even more. I mean, it's it's. It's every week, and he, he is the, the flesh made, the word made flesh. He's just. There There should be a point in every episode where, where when they realize what what has happened and that uh, someone so high walks among uh, us so lowly, where uh, the, the undercover boss then uh, just starts blessing people and uh, like restoring vision and visibly glowing <laughs> and is picking up lepers and healing their sores yeah. while Beethoven's Ode to Joy plays. Yeah, I think that's 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 a good idea for the show. But things that go clump in the night. I I can I have a few memories of like uh, I remember that I saw Star Wars at an age where I didn't understand what was going on. Like 
I was born as Star Wars was still coming out and it theater, was still like happening. The, it was, yeah, they, they were unfurling. They were they were putting the next reel on the. They say that these kids today, you know, they were born in in a world where they've never known peace. You know, there's been war in Iraq and Afghanistan. I was born in a time of constant Star War. <laughs> it wasn't until it wasn't until I reached like middle school that they said Star Wars is over. No more Star War. And of course we all know how that worked out. There was more Star War. They came back. They came back again. They said, We mm-hmm. haven't defeated all the evil. And then they did it one more time to my children. And they'll do it again. I'd love for uh, if John Lennon hadn't died. If he'd come out with a song just telling everyone to picture what it would be like if we could end the war in the stars. Mm -hmm. It's easy if you try. Yep. What 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 uh, holiday do they have in Star Wars? Like I I was trying to think of what his. uh, So this is Christmas. But I mean, I guess it could be like. There's uh, Life Day. So this is Life Day. That's that's an ironic holiday because they'll just wipe out an entire planet of people in a Star War. It is a universe known for its war. What if and we uh, beautiful stars? Imagine this: an alternate universe where Mark David Chapman did not gun down John Lennon in the streets. Mm-hmm. He is one of the most successful musicians of his time a man with untold riches and cultural cachet maybe he starts uh, his own record label and then that record label expands into also making films mm-hmm. before you know it they're the most successful studio on the planet and they're buying up 20th century fox instead of disney John Lennon announces that with with now that he has bought the franchise from George Lucas, he will be introducing Star Peace. <laughs> okay, a, a whole universe of films and TV shows about the characters you all know and love: Chewbacca, Sice Noodles, Droopy McCool, Greedo. <laughs> all your they're favorites all, yeah. the salacious crumb they're putting aside their differences for uh for a series of uh completely peaceful movies okay so no no lightsabers no no uh, lightsabers. blasters no uh ATATs or atsts maybe because I mean, not everyone drives a car. Yeah. In Star Wars, maybe they drive around in those instead. Yeah, but I would. It's want a Star to Wars version of the Family Stone, where okay, uh, the the dancing lady with the long tentacles on her head embarrasses herself so badly at the family's Christmas that she gets in her ATST. And just crashes it right into the tree in the front yard. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. 
You know and why I that... don't like driving those around? Why is that? Too big for the drive through. You mm-hmm. clip clip the top of it. Yeah. They've got there's a Harold and Kumar go to Kashik. It's just they're stoned out of their minds yeah. and they go to the Wookiee planet. Where they happen to have a, a white castle, the only white castle that's in a tree house. Ooh. I needed that white castle. I have an idea for a podcast. What do you got? I we we never even finished my, my thing about I was going to say about Star Wars. I just Okay. That's fine. All right. This podcast is called The Miraculous Hour. Okay. And this would be Now, how familiar are you with the 700 Club? Um I not very. I've never watched it before. I well is it I Pat have. Robertson? Is that the Pat 700 Robertson. Club? Yes. Okay. Pat I don't the 700 I think has something to do with like giving him $700. Oh, it, it, it at least at least $700. That's that's the problem with that that situation he finds himself in is there's branding and uh, people understand your brand, but also with inflation, it really should at this point probably be like the 1200 club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's actually a club for people who go have sex in the bathroom of the airplane while it's taking off. Just a mere 700. Maybe you're sex in a hot air balloon. That's the yeah. 700 club. Uh, but on the 700 club, they would do a the thing where they would heal people. You know how Benny Hinn? Do you, do you know Benny Hinn? He's the guy who would have people come up on stage and then he would like slap them in the face and knock them down and then they would be healed of whatever they their thing was. His mm-hmm. whole thing was healing people live on a stage. But, you know, you watched it and you were kind of like when you watch Chris Angel Mind Freak, where they like went a little too far with just hiring actors. And you could you could kind of be like, oh, well, this is fake. Same thing with Benny Hinn, like. People would come up on stage in a wheelchair and then he would like slap them around and then they would jump up (laughs) and break dance. (laughs) Kick them a little bit. (laughs) He just beat the shit out of somebody and then they were like completely healed of whatever. He's just basically, it was like the Six Flags guy. (laughs) (laughs) The 700 Club was more clever because they would do healing as well. But the way that they did it was by just looking straight into the camera and then saying something like how there's some children's show pinwheel or something where they would talk and they would just say a name they would be like andrew has a birthday and if you happen to have a birthday on that day you'd be like holy shit they know it's my birthday they're talking to me they would do that on the 700 club. They'd be like, someone out there is having a problem with their shoulder. And God is taking that. He is healing it right now. You are not going to have a problem with your shoulder anymore. And the odds are pretty good. 
that someone is having a problem with their shoulder. You know, they're just they're playing the odds. Mm-hmm. And there there are people who have uh, problems with their shoulders that are going to naturally heal. And then there are people who have chronic problems with their shoulders that are not. Yeah, but that doesn't stop the people who have the chronic problems with their shoulder from being like, oh, maybe this time it wasn't last time I watch this show all the time. He's healed like 50 shoulders. One <laughs> of these times, one of these short- times, God's going to get to me. God's one of those guys that just loves to touch people on the shoulders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like a, a handsy boss. So this, uh, my idea was that we could do a podcast where we heal people over the podcast waves because we have an advantage that the 700 club did not have, which is that this remains available. It's not just a once a day thing and then it's gone and they don't rerun old episodes of the 700 club. Cause it only works one time for the 700 club. It's going to be someone out there has ovarian cysts. And then Pat Robertson says something about the Ayatollah. And then you're like, Oh, well this is what clearly wasn't for me. We could just make this timeless. So anyone could listen to it at any time. We've maximized the potential that we just happen to catch somebody who's having IBS, you know, named Darren. And Darren's <laughs> going to be like, well, my IBS is better. He doesn't realize that he just he drinks too much. and <laughs> He doesn't actually have IBS. He just has bad shits from drinking too much. What, what, that's a there's a medical term for that, right? Bad shits from drinking too much. <laughs> yeah you just slap an itis at the end of it or <laughs> i've got doo-doo itis the doctor said <laughs> the doctor the doctor has diagnosed me with uh, doo-doo shits he said i got the hershey squirts <laughs> the doctor asked me uh if i played baseball and i said yes he said <laughs> Let me ask you this: When you when you're heading around third, you ever feel a juicy turd, Doc? It's been six months since I've had a solid shit. You you, you gotta help me out, Doc. <laughs> Doctor said, "Chocolate burrito, what's coming out of your speedo?" <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate burrito? I, I, I'd never heard that one. He said, you got troubles. You're not blowing bubbles. <laughs> that's the... That's, <laughs> that's the miraculous hour. What do you got? All right. Uh, well, this one uh, would be a little bit of a paradigm shift. This one is called uh, Focus On, colon, Getting a Podcast. And this would be uh, a show where we play our, our previous attempts at making a podcast for a focus group and talk to them about what they would like to hear us do differently. Okay. All right. So getting a little science on our side and... Uh, 
just trying to trying to find out what the people want. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah, that man. That that might be our problem. I have no idea what these fools want. I'm out here that, every day either. on the streets with my clipboard just asking people, should I wear parachute pants? Yes or no? Yes. Most of them have never heard the podcast. Those that are the might good be the ones. tough part. Most of the podcasts are an hour long. Yeah. It's not like asking somebody if, if they would like to see you wear parachute pants. You can do that in a couple of seconds. I believe this this would probably be the sort of thing where we would have to come in with like a highlight reel. Or maybe just like a list of ideas. And then have the people like hold up. A, maybe we give them like a little, you know paddle like you hold up at an auction mm. and we and we see how many people hold up the paddle when we show not like them. one of those wooden paddles that uh in days of yore they would uh hit children with yeah we give each <laughs> each of our focus group members get a different uh uh paddle that you use to punish the pledge at your fraternity house mm-hmm and then anytime that we, we just play them an episode of the podcast and anytime that uh, they don't like what they hear, they get to come up and spank our little bottoms. Yeah. It's the only way we'll learn. I guess that the we would start off simple, right? Just maybe showing uh, showing them a picture of me and then a picture of you. But then that could get like pretty contentious if maybe no one lifted up a paddle when they showed my picture and then you're like, oh, well, we found the problem, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Next maybe, week, it's you maybe and we, Dax we shouldn't be running our own focus uh, group. I don't I'm just worried that just getting the group in there, I guess you're supposed to pay them and that's how you get them to do it. Mm-hmm, but I was mm-hmm. thinking we'd have to trick them with something else saying like, Hey, you want to be in a focus group for, I don't know, some some new chocolate ice cream? And oh, then, we, then yeah. they get inside and there's no ice cream. Well, that's not a good idea because then they're just going to be there's, mad there's about it. Just a little bit of ice cream. They're like, this is just regular chocolate ice cream. They're like, this I can see over there. It's just it's the Kroger gallon tub. And we're like, yeah, but this is um, a new flavor. This is actually, it's called Chocolate, inspired by the film starring Johnny Depp. And right there, right there we've divided them into two. There's the Team Johnny and the Team Amber crowd. And they're just going to be comparing well, there, there's us. there's one old guy who's like, I don't like French shit. He never gets the <laughs> French vanilla. vanilla. He wants, yeah, he wants to do just uh, American vanilla. Thank you very yeah. much. French vanilla is funny because... Americans associate France with being like a deviant, but then it's still vanilla. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. You just you just made vanilla ice cream sexy to me again. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. The, this listen. Yes, this ice cream only does missionary, but it does it with a mistress as well. Ooh la la. 
That's focus on getting a podcast. Yep. And, and and even if we don't do this one, I'm going to get that phrase tattooed on myself like in memento. So every morning I'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Oh, what happened? Where am I? Where, oh, oh, focus on getting a podcast. Okay. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Like, what kind of things did he have tattooed on him? I just remember there was the thing that was like, don't trust this man or whatever. Right? Well, he also had, like, Polaroid pictures. And I, I remember he had the Joe Pantoliano one, like, don't trust him. Or, or, yeah. Did he have, like, stuff that explained what was going... Because I, if I were in that situation... I think my first question would be, why don't I remember anything? I feel like most of my day would be reading the like letter, the notes to myself that are like, listen, okay, so you got hit on the head and you don't remember anything. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Also, you're you're despite this, you were trying to investigate a murder. And I'd be like, not today, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going down to the hospital, and, th- and then at the hospital, they're like, get the fuck out of here every goddamn day. Why don't you Seriously. just solve solve this murder? You know, for a guy who doesn't remember his <laughs> wife being murdered, you sure as hell can't let bygones be bygones, huh? Tell me, are you really that mad about it? Are you that mad? I got another podcast idea. Okay, fair enough. This one's called Croc Teasers. Croc Teasers. And this is uh, a bad play on Cock Teasers, mm-hmm. but it would just be a podcast where we talk about what's new, what's hot in the uh, Crocs world. We're talking about the foam shoes. The foam shoe. Although, you know, this could be another uh, another entry in the like crocodile hunter maybe this one we're just the crocodile <laughs> teasers yeah well i it's i, I think that the hunter, crocodiles it, can get behind that because as much as they don't like being teased they'd rather be teased than hunted it's true it's just yeah uh, we're here and we put a, bu- a bucket of paint on the top of this door when the croc comes through it'll fall on him crocky um, Possible alternate uh, reading of that could be that you're teasing the uh, crocodile's long, beautiful hair. It's it's, oh. it's just feathering, like going uh, a full Bo Derek or uh, you know eighties eighties beautiful lady style hair for a crocodile. We're just we're doing it's kind of a like queer eye a makeover show, but for crocodiles where we're getting them up we do glamour shots with a crocodile every Mm -hmm. week a new crocodile people and then then also for like uh the 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 younger crocodiles who aren't into the glamour shots they could do the old old west shots where we can dress them up in all cowboy cowboy clothes and they can uh be drinking a crocodile whiskey down at the old saloon just an old alligator sarsaparilla wanted dead or alive crocodile bandit you got another crocodile dressed like a can can girl how is that not 
a thing that someone is doing. Doing the Old West photography, but for animals. Um, I would love that. You, it, I, I, I find it hard to believe that there isn't a calendar out there of it. Yeah, I mean, calendars aren't as hot as they used to be. I feel like an Instagram account that's just everyday animals dressed up like it's the Old West. And they're holding like a like an old moonshine jug and a six shooter. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they get in a fight with the people who want to do like Flash Gordon crocodile shit. Yeah. You'd think that they would get along, but no, they hate each other. But as far as the footwear goes, uh, Crocs have finally transcended corniness and become actually actually kind of cool. People like to wear them as a fashion statement. I can't imagine what it would be like to be the uh, CEO of the Crocs company right now. Where To be like, we made these terrible... I thought, I thought this whole ride was over. <laughs> yeah. It's like being Mickey Rourke's agent. You're just like, wait, what? All right. People want these? I'm back. I'm back. We somehow came back from them selling selling knockoffs in, in gas stations. Oh. Yeah, my kids, they're like, oh, yeah, Crocs. They're getting, like, tie-dye ones. That's real hot right now. I'd like to see people doing, like, the... Like Crocs with like the late nineties car graphics on the sides. You know what I mean? Uh are you talking about some sort of racing stripes on your uh Well remember when Crocs? cars got a little crazy with that shit? Back in like the late nineties, you'd have like a like a whole remember like the Dodge Neon would have like a almost like the little zigzag pattern on the side of a of a Dixie cup. You know. Okay. Yeah, I I I vaguely remember this. Or maybe like a big Firebird right on the top of your crock, like it's like it's uh, Burt Reynolds' car from Smokey and the Bandit. It would help out in uh, in getting those sorts of big graphics if they would make a platform crock. They do make a platform crock. They do. Yes. Uh, They've thought of everything. Crocs are back in a big way. I bought a pair of Crocs for a dumb reason, but then sometimes I wear them around now. Big yellow Crocs. I look like Mickey Mouse. That's why I bought them, actually. It was for a Mickey Mouse costume. <laughs> but then I saw a younger, cooler person wearing big yellow Crocs for real, and I was like, I guess I, I, guess I just wandered into the right thing, I, I, I suppose. Uh, That's cr- I have a negative opinion of them because the, the one time I've ever been in jail, they made me wear orange Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's a fashion no-no. <laughs> they hadn't come back yet. They made, they made you wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> yeah. They, they, had a, they made you wear a blue top and green pants. The, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. You were like, "Excuse me, fellows." All right, let's go. Let's go to the hotline. Okay. 
Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at 702-PODCASP. With a P, we try to get podcast, but it wasn't available. 702-763-2277 and give us your idea or write to us at we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. We have an email this week from Will. Will writes, hi guys, I just discovered your podcast, parenthesis, or lack of, and I'm listening, and he says, and I've listening through the whole back catalog, so excuse me if you've already done this idea, but we don't have a podcast babies, like Muppet Babies, a version of the show where you're babies. Cheers, Will. Now, I immediately am suspicious that this is some sort of a sexual thing that he wants us to do for him. <laughs> um, I, I like that this is the second idea of the week in which uh, my little bottom might get battled. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, at the same time, I, I'm going back through trying to remember. We've done a bunch of these episodes. I feel like I, we've we've had multiple ideas of podcasts for babies, but I can't really think of one where where we are babies. Yeah, this is the first podcast by babies idea. I'll give it to him. This is not something that we had thought of. This is a completely new idea, and those are in short supply. These days, in this economy, a podcast nobody else has done, You've built a better mousetrap, my friend. So now, I, I guess if we do this the way that the Muppet Babies did it, does that just mean that we hire Howie Mandel to do shitty impressions of us? <laughs> Wait, did Howie Mandel do the voices? I think of that? he did at least two of the Muppet Babies. That makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah, the Muppet Babies. That's a weird thing that they have not. They haven't really tried to bring back and it feels like it could definitely be a thing that you could bring back. Well, I mean, the Why reason we start our own streetwear so brand to... where okay. we, where we put okay. the Muppet babies on like a big puffer jacket, people would buy that. I mean, Disney owns it. So <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, I, I wouldn't that's... expect to keep a lot of that money. Kanye West shows up at the Grammys in that little jumper with the with the chicken on it that Baby Gonzo wears. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> now everybody wants to dress like that. Just coming out on the runway at Fashion yeah. Week. You've just got those long striped legs. It's just a pair of long striped legs like the nanny. Should our podcast, our baby podcast, have a nanny? I I guess I think so. I I think the nanny just shows up at the beginning and end of the episode. To hey, sort you of baby's set been having on, an adventure in your imaginations. Clean up your room. Would and we also, just... if you're going to be imagining things, try not to imagine things from large media franchises because then we can't distribute this after the licensing agreement lapses. Yeah. Hey, could you babies cool it with all the Indiana Jones and Star Wars stuff? Yeah. Oh, apparently they did just relaunch relaunch Muppet Babies a couple years ago. Ah. 
That's what. So I'm not. I'm not a baby anymore. I don't know these things. It looks like it's computer animated. Well, that was going to be my next question: was if we do this, do we play the babies? Are we just doing baby voices, or do we hire a couple of babies that look like us? Um, I, I'm going full Howie Mandel. Uh, he's a full grown man. Just doing stupid baby voices, and that's that's what I. This now it's the baby show. We're the babies. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Hey everybody! Now I got an idea for a podcast. It's called "I Did Poo Poo in My Diaper." (laughs) We can't do this one. I, I won't be able to. I'll just laugh the whole time. Come on, everybody, let's just do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's go to the let's go to the Podtron. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence that we trained by giving it a list of the top podcasts on the Apple charts. And it studied those and then it prints out a new list of podcast titles for us that could possibly be as big of a hit. Podcast titles like <clears throat> Not About Taylor Swift. Not About Taylor Swift. This is just a podcast called Not About Taylor Swift. So I guess this is just basically a podcast about anything except Taylor Swift. We'd have to hire someone to make sure that nothing we talk about has any connection to Taylor Swift. They're like, uh, actually, you can't talk about being dead. Taylor Swift has a song about being dead. And we're like, ah. <laughs> so we, we have to not only not talk about Taylor Swift, but avoid any temptation whatsoever to talk about Taylor Swift. We can't touch anything that Taylor Swift has been in contact with. Imagine Taylor Swift is radioactive. We just have a Geiger counter and we're out there just... Waving it around, just making sure that we're not getting any Taylor Swift waves. And then, then the meter starts uh, ticking a little bit faster. Like, oh. oh no, Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> he's over here. <laughs> he's hiding in the closet. Hey, it's me, Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry, I just I don't, I don't want to talk about Taylor either. Do you have Do you have any baloney? I'm very hungry. I've been in this closet a long time. Just give him a, his little circle of baloney, and he goes back into the closet. It, it's just E.T., but it's us and <laughs> it's us and Jake Gyllenhaal. We're just we're just hiding him in the closet from our mom. It's the babies, Joe. It's, it's us, but as babies, and we find Jake Gyllenhaal hiding in the closet. Now I'm not sure that Jake Gyllenhaal is going to blend into those toys quite as well as E.T. did. Well, this is City Slickers Jake Gyllenhaal when he's real little. Oh, okay. He's just. A, I don't he's think just he's a... even met Taylor Swift yet. Yeah. Are we trying to? Uh, I don't uh, think Taylor Swift was even born when City Slickers came out. You know what? I think that she they was might born be the same when year. City Slickers. Yeah, I think it was the same year. What if That's she was when, born? When her album 1989 is about. Yeah, it's about, it's like, about the, the 1989 uh, classic uh, baby boober comedy, City Slickers. 
Yeah, so that's not about Taylor Swift. It's just basically a podcast. But I can't wait till her album The Legend of Curly's Gold comes out. <laughs> <laughs> this could also not about Taylor Swift could be kind of a just us covering our asses because we're saying defamatory things about someone who is definitely not Taylor Swift. Maybe yeah, we get I, Jake Gyllenhaal on the mic. I'm only talking bad about uh, th- this guy I know, Tyler Swift. Mm-hmm. Completely different person. And and we have we have John Mayer on our podcast to talk about Tyler Swift. Now 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 John, is it true that Tyler Swift got a boob job? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you have one from the Podtron that you like? I, I do. It's it's called uh, Hearts on Fire with the Godfather. <laughs> Which it could Hearts. be a couple of different things. I mean, when, when I see fire and heart and Godfather, I, I think of heartburn and that delicious Godfather's pizza. But Herman Cain's Godfather's pizza. Yeah. But Hearts on Fire with the Godfather. Is it? Are you thinking that it's going to be about your gastrointestinal issues after having a spicy pizza? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we shouldn't do that. Now, what is a Godfather, if not the father of a church, a priest? And I think that this is a show where we uh, interview Catholic priests about what they do to douse those flames. Like, how do you tamp that down? You're not allowed to fuck, and we all know it. And it's all I'm thinking about when I'm looking at your sad face. So what's your secret? You try, you, man, you know, there's, I feel like I've got something wrong in my life, and I need to, I need to make a change. Every time I go to church, though, I just keep staring at that guy, and I'm like, I know he doesn't get any pussy. And that's all I think about the whole time. I can't respect this guy. He's like, blessed are the meek, blah, blah, blah. I'm just thinking he is never, ever getting any pussy. Yeah. This man is he's a, still wearing Crocs, but they're first wave Crocs. They're Crocs that should be laughed at. He's got the oldest pair of Crocs. So this is a podcast where we try and help uh, priests get over their lack of swag. Because we can't make them swaggy, right? No, we're not trying to make them swaggy. We're, we're just trying to find out, you know, what they do when 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 uh, something's like, ooh, sexy thought or goddamn, it, it, this is a church. You're not supposed to dress like that. Like, what 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 do you do it in does these seem, situations? Yeah, this could be a very useful podcast for the world i think because there's a lot of people out there who have the same basic life as these priests but they're not into it you know like they're incels oh yeah like okay. but the priests they're not incels they are vol cells they said this is you know i i'm not a swashbuckler but this is the life for me just a guy a lot of them in a got funny into it because they thought that it was going to be like being a pirate. 
maybe it's like uh you ever get like punished in a way as a kid and your whole defense to try and like get back at your parents or whatever is to be like actually i like this this is good to me um bread and water is my favorite dinner uh usually with me it was uh that I was grounded and had to go to my room. I'm just like, that's where all of my video games are. That's weird. Jokes on you. <laughs> I stored my toys in there. Yeah. So maybe some of the priests are just doing that. They're like, actually, I like a life of celibacy. It's good to me. Yep. Tell tell every you know what what, what do you need besides uh just one book to read and you know like one bowl for your watery soup. And uh, and a you know, whole bed a, all by myself. Yeah, all the milk I can drink. <laughs> Been hitting the milk pretty hard lately. Just, just turn the bottle up and see if I can find find the bottom of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that he's trapped in that bottle. Mm. Hearts on fire with the Godfather. It's also a good recipe to. Uh, Take take care of that heartburn. A good chug of milk. Mm. Maybe wasn't uh, was the Godfather the name of that wrestler? Oh, the 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 one that was a pimp. Yes. Yeah, but he had the hoe train. That's correct. He was somebody else too. Was he Papa Shango? Yep. Yeah, same guy. Weird. Just couldn't seem to come up with a character that wasn't a racial stereotype, huh? What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. I got another one here from the Podtron. This is called Mad Episode. <laughs> okay. This is from so the Podtron? The Podtron says Mad Episode. So I guess we're just mad the whole time. And I, okay. I've done a little bit of research. Seems like this is actually a working model. Someone who's just mad all the time. People love to listen to that. It's not. Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem to end well for the person hosting. But, you know, they say that the brightest stars burn the most quickly. <laughs> Rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah, that one. He's our yeah. generation's Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I, I, I think it would be fun if, if people started blaming Courtney Love for the death of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Courtney Love was the one that pushed Rush Limbaugh to kill himself slowly with cigars over the course of 40 years. It would also be very funny if Courtney Love had started dating Rush Limbaugh after Kurt Cobain's death. And then Rush Limbaugh... Uh wrote all, all of the lyrics for the new whole album <laughs> mad episode what do we get mad about what's something because um, i feel like a good a good mad show is just getting mad about the things that everyone's getting mad about but a great mad show is inventing new things for everyone to get mad about like, everyone's mad about these kids and all of their, you know, all the weird stuff that they do and think. And but how their their disrespect for lawns everywhere. 
But then there's like the real geniuses of getting mad that are like, now we hate Disney. No one saw that coming. These guys seemed like they loved Disney. And then all of a sudden they were like, nope, we hate Disney. Now I don't know what to think. Maybe maybe it could be just a podcast about uh, be, being mad about not being uh, aware of uh, what it would be cool to be mad at. Things change well, too fast. We got to here's here's another thing that I think if we're going to go political on this, the conservatives have all turned on Disney now. Maybe we do a podcast. But we try and get liberals to get really mad at Don Bluth Studios. <laughs> and we hate Fievel. <laughs> and I think Anastasia. I think that's one that we get mad at. Okay. You better not. Oh, I better not catch my kids playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> the classic arcade game that ran on a laser disc. Mad episode. Oh! <laughs> Some of the scenes in The Secret of Nim are too scary for young children. <laughs> this this would be a good exercise for me because while it, it's true and fair that I do get mad sometimes, it's almost never at what I would call cultural things. Mm. Or, or I mean, like, I, I guess art. I, I don't ever get mad. And, and it seems like that is a thing that happens all of the time now. People getting mad at art. Yeah. Yeah. What's a, I mean, we talked earlier about the, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. Mm -hmm. There's also Chris Rock and Will Smith. We're dating this podcast pretty bad, but is there a celebrity schism or rivalry that hasn't been tapped into that we could maybe maybe be the ones to really bring it bubbling up to the surface where everyone has to have an opinion? Like the the do the guys from Ween, are they still like not friends? Could we be <laughs> Get everyone's get everyone has to have a have an opinion about the guys from Ween. Which one is the good one? I don't know. Um This is really this is a, a real head scratcher, I guess. I'm I'm trying to think of anyone and it just I don't I don't know when my my ability to to have uh passionate opinions on these things uh when I lost that. <laughs> Yeah, but but that is an odd thing where I usually think of it as being in, in, in music where I, I like this this group or artist and, and that means that I can't like that one. Yeah, you know, I, I, I grew up, uh, you know, you can't admit that you like the Backstreet Boys for sure. <laughs> That's not allowed. Yeah, there, there definitely was a time when it was enough of a cultural signifier to just be like, I hate Barney. You could just like throw Barney's name around as kind of this shibboleth of what it means to be a loser and a baby. But now 
I mean, there's so many people out there whose whole bread and butter is just being a contrarian that you could probably make a better living being like, actually, I like Barney and it's art and I'm an adult and I like to drink fine wines and watch Barney. And maybe that's what this podcast is. <laughs> we just play the masterpiece theater music and then we watch an episode of Barney. And we talk about how it's so it's so ahead of its time. People didn't realize at the time that oh everyone dismissed Barney yeah. as pablum, but actually, actually, if you watch it, there's a lot there. A lot of meat on those bones. Those dinosaur bones. Yeah. You're writing think pieces. Why we need to talk about Baby Bop? And then when they then we get the uh, already relaunch of Barney A twenty four's Barney, we can go back and say that uh, actually they missed the mark a little bit. Mm, the yeah. Then, has... <laughs> then now we're like, mm, why do they have to keep rebooting these things? What does A twenty four's Barney look like? Is he? <laughs> I don't think you get to see him until like the the last minute of the movie. He's just yeah. I, now and and I'm just I'm pretty sure that the guy who played Barney went on to have like a sex cult. I don't believe that I'm that I'm misremembering this. I'm pretty sure that is the case. That he became like a like kind of a yoga instructor turn like guru who now is like this, a this, sex... this the guy who walks that that big purple suit around right or is this the one that voices it or are they one in the same i don't know for sure and i'm not gonna bother to look it up good so just spread rumors around and and make sure and get it wrong a little more every time until yeah. the story is that barney the purple dinosaur was having a sex call. I, I saw it. There was an episode of the show. It only aired once where Barney was like, no, we're going to have a sex call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had to program Are- the children before, before the sex started. Um, he's also naked in the suit. Never he wore is. under, under pants. The, the dinosaur no. himself is naked. He does not wear any clothes. Well, that's, that's why as an actor to, to get into the, the headspace of, of a naked dinosaur, the man had to be naked. It was it was Jim Carrey in there. Yeah. And he, he, he gets and, and so when, when into the were role. People saying like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, well, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Just know that I'm going to give you <laughs> delicious Barney sausage. <laughs> and that's what Barney said right when he started the sex cult. <laughs> yeah. Is is there another Podtron idea that you like? Um, yeah, this one's called uh, Bunker Bunkers. Bunker Bunkers. Yeah, it just made me kind of think like that's. It, I guess it could be about Bunker Bunkers at first, but just uh, if you were going to have like a a bunker museum, it would make sense to put it in a bunker, and then you would have the the bunker bunker. Oh, so and, and I'm wondering bunker... if we, we could. Uh, speaking of museums, like, is there a museum of museums? There, I mean, that is something that I hope does exist. 
we're we're talking about like superlatives for places now. Like yeah. what is the the bunkeriest bunker? I uh, like what, the idea. What of is a the bu- shittiest bathroom? <laughs> a bunker within a bunker. Think how many movies would just be over immediately <laughs> if they had a second bunker inside yeah. the bunker. Oh, he's not in here. We we checked the bunker. I'm like, how well did you check the bunker? There could have been a sub bunker. Yeah, one of you guys is the thing. I'm going into the sub bunker. I'll come back out once the thing is dead. I guess that wasn't a bunker as much as it was a just an Arctic research station. Mm-hmm. What if they had like a a little tiny research station inside the freezer in the in the galley of the research station, <laughs> where a bunch of mice were having their own the thing. It's the, it's the secret of Nim too. The thing in the fridge. Yeah, that's I. That's one thing they never did with the thing. I wonder how the thing is around other the things. Are they just shifty and trying to trick each other too? Oh man, I would imagine on the thing's planet it gets pretty wild around prom night. <laughs> Bunker bunkers also could be like the opposite of debunking so maybe people have some misinformation about what bunkers are like and we're here to bunk that yeah i heard that all bunkers are underground bunkers can also be just a heavy concrete structure above ground that is a one bunker that's been bunked now, one question uh, in the game of baseball, is the dugout uh, a bunker? I think so, right? I feel like I've even heard people call it a bunker. Have you? Yeah. Okay. You hit a line drive right at the right at the <laughs> dugout. They call it a bunker buster. Now, I'm don't, trying to think of- don't question me too hard on this. I don't know a lot about okay. baseball. Uh. You know those uh, old, old uh, hamburger stands that are made all out of cinder block? Yeah. I, I We had ones in my hometown. One was called the Big Dipper. There was one called the Burger Block. Dizzy Whiz. Tasty Freeze. I'm just, uh, I, I, I guess I'm just thinking if, if something's just made out of cinder blocks, I think it's bunkery. Yeah, I feel like that. Listen, if I was in danger, if I saw like what I thought to be the flash of a nuclear bomb going off and I was right there next to one of those little cinder yeah. block burger joints, I would be diving through that drive drive through window. Getting maybe into that, the, that's a maybe that's a restaurant that that could. The burger bunker and just know, like, yes, you're going to spend 30 minutes to an hour dining with us. But uh, in that, that time, know that you are perfectly safe. Because it's you are the only in a time, the only time you're safe. And, and other restaurants could do this without having to build a bunker. Imagine if the Olive Garden just hired a bunch of security guys in like full riot armor and gave them machine guns and just posted them all around the Olive Garden. And then they changed their slogan. They're like, the Olive Garden. As long as you're here, you're safe. (laughs) 
You have to go through like a TSA check. They scan you with that radiation machine where they can see your dick through your pants. Yeah. You're like, listen, I know it's not good that I'm getting bombarded with whatever kind of H rays or whatever this technology is. But I know that once I'm in here, no one is packing heat and nobody can get in. They've got yeah, a bunch for, of for these... the first when, when you're going through security and going through the winding hallways that get you back to the Olive Garden. There's sort of a sweaty unease, a tension going <sighs> on. But as soon as you get back to that Olive Garden and you, you know that you're finally safe and you can hear that. Hey, mumbo, mumbo, Italiano. You, yeah, you, you know. You're waiting in line to get into the Olive Garden. You don't, you don't the, mind. I'll sit with my back to the door. This guy, no problem. The, the security guy is he's pausing too long, looking at your shampoo bottle, and you're like, oh, "Don't open it up! Don't open it up! Don't open it up!" <laughs> you he's need to bring mind. your drugs just just for <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I've got a big bottle of ranch dressing, <laughs> but it's just there's a bag of weed at the bottom of the ranch. This guy is really looking at it. Now, to be fair, the Olive Garden can't arrest you for bringing weed in a in a bottle of ranch dressing into the Olive Garden, but they will confiscate the bottle and report you to the authorities. So it depends on what state this Olive Garden is in, what happens to you from there. That's bunker bunkers. Yep. All right, here's what we got this week. Things that go clump in the night, the miraculous hour, focus on getting a podcast, croc teasers, we don't have a podcast babies, not about Taylor Swift, hearts on fire with the Godfather, mad episode, and bunker bunkers. This could also be an Archie bunker thing. We didn't even touch on that. Mm -hmm. That's true. Or a golf thing. What if it was bunkers bunker and it's just... Archie Bunker, and he's in a bomb shelter. He saw that dwarf on golf tape, and he's like, I can put forth that level of effort. The bunkers, bunkers. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What do you like? Um, I think I like the miraculous hour. The miraculous hour. I do think this could be a good one. Yeah. All right. I, I think the focus one would be good but also i don't want to go through getting an actual focus group together that sounds like a lot of work that's listen we're not we're not in this business to do work all right the whole idea of having a podcast is that it's just easy money we've seen other people get rich living high on the hog and we want to do likewise so we're hoping that if we heal some people of their ailments They'll get the word out and uh, maybe we can get our own. We'll call it the. uh, The five club. Just give us five dollars. Go to patreon.com slash. We don't have a podcast yet. Give us five dollars. You can be you can join the five club. And we will speak. Powerful healing truths to you over there. You can also listen to a bunch of other stuff that won't heal you. But uh, if if your shoulder is, uh, you know, messing up, you if got you listen to an episode and are healed and you suspect that that episode did the healing, let us know 
so that we can catalog these things. I will guarantee right now that at least one person who listens to our podcast, The Miraculous Hour, will be healed of lupus. And you can take that to the bank. Go to the bank and say, I need $5 to give to Nathan and AJ. They healed me of my lupus. All right, so check that out this weekend. Uh, Other than that, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Leave us a review. Call the podcast hotline, 702-PODCAST. I'm Nathan B. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. You stood